Hello and welcome back to Young Nostalgia, the podcast that takes a trip down memory lane from two guys that never lived it. I'm Nolan, and as always, Ben is beside me 800 miles away. I miss him so much. My heart grows fondly. What is it? Uh, love. Something. What's that saying about distance? Distance uh, makes the heart grow fonder. It, <laughs> that was deep. That was deep. How you doing, dude? <laughs> I'm doing good. How you doing? <laughs> Not too bad. I'm sorry, man. I'm really sorry. I I left you. I left you out there on the stick, and you didn't know what to say because I'm being weird. Thanks for joining us. Back on Young Nostalgia. This is the Art of Late Night Talk, round two. Ben and I are going to be finishing up last week's episode talking about Art Bell. So last week we went through his early life, getting into his broadcast career, and we rounded out the episode talking about his reputation, kind of how he got so big as a late night talk guy, um, especially through Coast to Coast AM, and everybody that he's had, um, just different facets of celebrities on the show, um, just a wide range of topics, and how he really got to be known to who he is um, and who he's remembered to be. So today, we're going to talk about kicking it off just like the Young Nostalgia style, talking about his marriages, nice personal life, then we'll go into his <laughs> retirement, and as well as his multiple comebacks throughout the years, um, and we'll end it with Midnight in the Desert and then his unfortunate death earlier this year in 2018. So, without further ado, Ben, you doing okay? Yep, I'm doing pretty good. Are you doing That's okay? That's it? Yep. Just, just pretty good? Yeah. Well, no, I man. Mean, I, <laughs> I worked all stinking weekend. I'm, I'm doing okay, given the circumstances. I, I feel it. I worked this weekend, too, though. Oh, you did? Yeah. I went in and I observed a morning show on Saturday oh, with a couple of new people that no I've really kidding. grown to be uh, good friends with over the ne- past week and a half at the radio gig. So oh, it was that's cool. awesome. That sounds like yeah. more fun than I had. <laughs> <laughs> I actually helped produce the show. I screened calls in. I was having a blast. Man, I was like uh-huh. I was like, you know that video? Where that little kid opens an N64 on Christmas, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and just goes ballistic. That's what I. That, that's how I was. I was like trading post. Good morning. And oh, that's <laughs> I just actually, put him on hold. That's awesome. That's fantastic. Yeah, it was great. And then I was on the air for about ten minutes for the last ten minutes. It was, it was a ton of fun. Nice. And you're getting paid to do that. I know. Like <laughs> only nine dollars and fifty cents, but. Every hour counts, right? Yeah. Hey, I mean, you're getting paid for it. What we're doing right now is uh, pro bono. You said bono. (laughs) Hey, you're an adult now. It's time for (laughs) adult jokes. No. (laughs) No. All right. Who wants to kick us off with Art Bell's marriages? I'll take it away here. So Fine, then. Oh, you take it. I don't care. No, Be that I'm way. just kidding. I don't want it. I'm just kidding. I'm just giving you a hard time. <laughs> okay, so we're going to start off uh, actually on the bottom of my list here because for whatever reason, I put it in the show notes as backwards. Uh, so <laughs> first, of, first of his marriages was uh, Shakito Toguchi Bell Pontius. Uh, Married in 1965 and then divorced uh, shortly after in 1968. 
Uh, they had two children, Vincent Pontius and Lisa Pontius Minet. I have no other background on that marriage, so I'm going to move on. <laughs> I was I was about to say you're doing pretty well with pronunciation. Oh, thanks. I know. I'm I'm great at pronunciation. Everybody knows that. <laughs> pro bono, pro pro bono, <laughs> pro pro bono. <laughs> okay, next up we have uh, Vicky L. Baker, married on March 1st, 1981, and then divorced ten years later. July 3rd, 1991. Um, and their only child was Arthur William Bell the fourth. Um, what happened on. to the, never mind. That's a dumb question. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, were you going to ask about what happened to the third? <laughs> well, never mind. <laughs> okay. Cause I'm pretty sure the actual art bell is the third. I know. Yeah. I know. That's, yeah. Okay. Okay. Just making sure we're on the same page here. <laughs> you know, I just wanted to ask the question if anybody else was thinking that out there. Well, obviously they knew if they listened to the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to young nostalgia. <laughs> okay. Uh, third on the list, we have Ramona Lee Hayes, August 4th, 1991, until January 5th of 2006, which happened to be um, her death. So they didn't actually get divorced. Um, that marriage ended upon her death. Um, and then his fourth and final marriage, we have uh, Aaron Ruse, April 11th, 2006, to April 13th, 2018, which was... Art Bell's death. Um, they had two children together. They had Asia Rain Bell and Aunt Alexander William Bell. Cool. So, love it. and since that, <laughs> since that marriage lasted until his death, it was also his last marriage. I wonder. In case I no one was why. putting it together. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, so we're going to move on into his retirements and comebacks. This one's kind of a lengthy one, so we're definitely going to split it up and try to talk in between so we're not going to bore you guys with all these amazing facts. On October 13th, 1998, Bell officially announced his first retirement, which is highly unexpected by his listeners and kind of came out of the blue. So he spoke of an event, threatening terrible event. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, he spoke of a very threatening, terrible event that occurred in his family, which I could not tell you about. This is quote, end quote, of what Bell was saying. Because of that event and a succession of other events, what you're listening to right now is my final broadcast on air. So he just kind of came on one night and was like, my life is not going well and I need to take a break. Yeah, it wasn't even like, hey, you know, I'm going to be done after this week or hey, I'm going to be done after tomorrow's show. It was, hey... Uh, after this show, you're not going to hear me anymore. Yeah, like no, <laughs> no, no, two weeks, no nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so the fa the fact of the matter was like once it became public knowledge in 2000 when the media actually revealed a criminal indictment was filed against a person who had assaulted a member of Bell's family. So it was more of you know something occurred against Bell's family that was kind of under wraps and it really kind of shook the foundation of who he was. And he felt like he needed to step away from the mic. Mm -hmm. And this is, we're going to kind of get more into it here in a little bit. Um, 
there was just there's especially later in his life this is uh late 90s early 2000s there was a lot of just odd things happening in his life just kind of a series of unfortunate events uh, um and it seems like you know you know if you haven't already picked up on from the very beginning the retirements and comebacks you know for the most part these events are going to coincide with his retirements and then subsequent comebacks um but there's all just kind of weird stuff that some of it, you know, you know, whether or not he actually talked about it too much, but it's been the subject of other shows that are conspiracy, paranormal, um, and then otherwise just, uh, you know, similar subject matter talking about, you know, how a lot of these things may or may not <laughs> coincide to with, excuse me, words are hard today. Uh, Mike I'm Cohen's, good at pronunciation. <laughs> um, uh, that they, these these events might coincide a little bit with the subject matter of Art Bell's show, um, you know, especially the uh, the government conspiracy theories, that sort of thing. So that's kind of a whole side tangent um, to this topic that we're talking about right now. But there's just it's it's always something that's been kind of kicked around on a lot of shows that I've. That I also listen to in addition with, um, as in addition to Coast to Coast. So just a little bit of background on this section. Thanks, man. I appreciate you sharing with that. Uh, yeah, and and I totally agree. I think it's going to be interesting to talk about a little bit more. Um, and so this time he actually gave a little bit of an advance notice. So on April first, two thousand, he once again announced his retirement, um, saying that the official retirement would happen on April twenty sixth of two thousand, but offered no details as to why or expressing intentions of anything else happening behind the scenes other than resolve a family crisis. So again the media kind of dug a little bit deeper and actually explained and revealed that Bell had left to deal with the aftermath of the kidnap and sexual assault of his son, which is Awful, absolutely awful, um, and, and you know, quite frankly, warrants you know him being able to step away from the mic to to take care of that kind of stuff. Oh, of course. But uh, and like you said, it was just like kind of a snowball effect of worse and worse things that are happening to him and his family, which is it's hard to you know express so much sympathy for that kind of thing because it's like not all of us really understand what he could have been going through. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so Ben Lepley, a substitute teacher, was convicted of sexual assault and attempted transmission of HIV and was sentenced to 10 to 25 years in prison. I never knew that there was a charge for attempted transmission of HIV. Yeah, yeah. It's actually, uh, there. there's, of course, the uh, attempt at transmission, but there's also um, whether or not you're even, you know, trying to transmit it, um, it is... I believe also a felony to just not tell somebody. Huh. That's interesting. For some reason I had Mr. no Criminal idea. Justice. <laughs> well, we didn't study that. <laughs> I'm just giving you a hard time. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Bell would we subsequently return to Coast to Coast in February of two thousand one, in which he noted that since his departure the show had lost a number of affiliates, commercial content had risen to an un bearable level and Siegel had taken the program in a different direction of which Bell disapproved of entirely. So pretty much due to the absence of Bell and kind of how he built the show with him leaving, 
the show kind of crumbled a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it turned into, um, and of course, Siegel uh, was the host during Bell's, uh, I, you know, I don't want to say absence because, you know, that implies that he was planning on coming back, um, but he did end up coming back. Um, and right now, uh, their first name escapes me right now, and it shouldn't. Um, but the show, you know, we talked about, uh, had commercial content risen. It basically just turned into one big, long infomercial. Oh. I mean, there was way more commercial breaks uh, than in a normal show, like within one hour. You know, normally you've got, uh, I think, the pretty standard. You have top and bottom of the hour, and then yep. um, there may or may not be one like a quarter after but there normally is like a commercial break uh, like a quarter till the next hour um, yep. which is pretty normal um but it was i mean there was there was multiple commercial breaks per half hour jeez you know, and, and that's just, just, just like it, it it loses your interest especially with you know if you listen to a lot of like political talk radio shows like they'll talk for 5 minutes but the rest of the time of them talking is them supporting some advertisement and then mm-hmm. it goes into pre-recorded advertisements so i could totally see how bell envisioned his show to be more of a content driven show rather than that mm-hmm. and it just seems like you're grabbing for straws to fill six hours if you're trying to have all these advertisements i i could totally see how he was very discouraged to see where where it's going yeah i mean because that, that that just gives you know that just kind of sticks in your mind when you're listening to a show like that. And I know you, you know people I notice the same thing on television, the same thing. You know, it's there's certain channels and I'm sure everyone listening can um agree, there's certain channels that you can think of off the top of your head that is just non-stop commercials. Uh-huh. uh-huh. You know, and you know and especially something that you built like Art Bell built Coast to Coast into a gigantic show and then to just see it you know end up having that reputation yeah that's gotta it's gotta really suck <laughs> i agree no i totally agree um i totally agree well if you want to pick it up you can pick it up from here i will so moving on in uh on october 23rd of 2002 um once again bell announced that he would retire um this time due to reoccurring back pain which was a result of a fall from a telephone <laughs> Which was a result of a fall from a telephone pole during his youth. Um, I don't know. That's just kind of a. It's just not something you hear every day. <laughs> well, well, yeah. Well, what's so funny? Well, I, I don't know. Not necessarily funny, but weird is that you know when you're on radio, you're usually sitting down in front of the mic, mm-hmm. for the most part. And I know that there's obviously you know things that could help you with that, but. Uh, it's hard to imagine because it must have just gotten so bad that without being caring, like without caring for it 24-7, it must have just deterred him from being able to be in the mindset of producing the show. Yeah. And I, that's that's harsh. It, it is, and it's hard to tell. And, you know, there's there's some back injuries that seem to be aggravated by, you know, being seated for long periods of time, which, I mean, it was oh, it true. is a four-hour show. So... Um, you know, I can think, I, you know, I, I can think of, you know, several other, uh, radio and or podcast hosts that also have back problems, whether or not it's actually related to their profession. 
you know, I, I, I don't, I don't have that information, but I, you know, I'm, I'm sure that depending on the injury, being in a seated position stationary for a long period of time might actually be more uncomfortable than being up and moving around, um, in a different setting. So I, you know, I, I don't know. And, you know, I'm sure that it's probably a combination of the two of just being in constant pain and not being able to focus on the show. Um, and you know, maybe being hurt, maybe he's, you know, it's aggravated by leaning over into a microphone maybe. Oh yeah. yeah. You know, anything. There's like a whole that. bunch of factors. Oh yeah. The human body's an interesting thing, dude. It's an oh, interesting I, thing. Oh, I know. Um, so Bell was replaced by George Norrie as weekday host of Coast to Coast AM on January 1st, 2003. And of course, if anyone out there listens to Coast to Coast, they would know that George Norrie is still the current host of Coast to Coast. So um, later in the year in September of 2003, Bell returned as a weekend host replacing Barbara Simpson and Ian Punnett as host of the Saturday and Sunday evening broadcast. And this was, you know, some a little bit of background on this. You know, it's just something that he, it kind of goes along with his his trend is is that he just can't he can't stay away. No matter the reason for his retirement, he yeah. just absolutely yeah. can't stay away from coast to coast. And I love that. Like that just shows real passion and power behind him like even when you listen to some of his broadcasts you could tell every time he comes on he's loving what he's doing whether he enjoys the content or not he loves to be there and produce the show yeah i mean that's that's what he's done his entire life pretty much is be on the radio and on top of that i mean the show was his baby it was his brainchild yeah and so you know you know he's only coming on as a weekend host as as a, a weekend guest host and so, you know, you don't have a huge amount of input on, like, the production of the show and that sort of thing. Um, so it's not like he's coming back on it to, like, like before where he didn't like the way the direction the show was going. And he's like, nah, I'm taking this back over. Um, it wasn't necessarily something like that. It's just the, the fact that he was away from, away from coast to coast. He couldn't, he couldn't handle it for long. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, moving on a little bit farther... Um, and on July 1st of 2007, Bell announced his retirement, stating that he wished to spend more time with his new wife and daughter. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's just, <laughs> and we get to this point and it's like, oh, he's retiring again. wonder how long it'll take him to, uh, come back to the show this time. Right. <laughs> um, at this point in time, he made it explicitly clear that unlike the circumstances surrounding previous retirements, this decision was an entirely positive and joyful one and that he would not disappear completely, announcing an intention to occasionally substitute for other hosts and host special shows. Um, so this is pretty much the same exact thing as he had been doing, um, just that he might not be on the air necessarily every single weekend. Yeah. Um, really not a, a whole lot of change here. Um, basically just telling the the listeners that you know his his appearances on the show he's still going to be around but he's just going to be more sporadic is pretty much yep. he's not really yeah. he's you know it's retired in quotes um because he's still going to be around <laughs> <laughs> um okay so i'll take the last point here and then afterwards you can slide right into uh midnight in the desert 
Perfect. So on December 11th of 2015, um, Art and Bell posted that uh, what would be his final retirement message via his Facebook page. Um, he cited safety concerns for his family by saying, quote, if one of them are, were harmed because of what I love doing, my life would be over, unquote. Throughout the fall, Bell reported several incidents where an unknown number of armed trespassers came onto his property, sometimes firing gunshots. Um, and a, most of the time, these events occurred during or around the time of his broadcasting. Um, and this is, I, I kind of remember some of this stuff. And around this point in time, I wasn't a super regular listener. I mean, I am probably listen more than I do now. Um, but I remember George Norrie talking about um, incidents such as this and subsequent, uh, subsequent uh, criminal investigations and just all kinds of weirdness going along with it. But, uh, okay. and that's, I mean, that's a pretty serious thing to have happen. And, you know, that's, oh, for sure. Oh, that, I mean, it's, you know, it's not like, okay, I was about to say something about previous incidents that happened, but all of them have been pretty serious. Uh, yes. Yeah. You know, just like once again, I mean, that's, that's something that totally, totally warrants stepping back and like, hey, like, whatever I'm doing here, as much as I love it, is, uh, it's not important enough to, uh, allow this sort of thing to continue. Yeah. No, it's just kind of sad to see this even happen in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And you know, it's, it's a radio show. It, it, I don't know. He's not, he's not a pop. Okay. <laughs> Before I say what I was about to say, I am <laughs> under no circumstances saying that anything like this is acceptable. But what I was about to say is, uh, you know, he's a radio show host. It's not like he's a political figure or something like that that actually works uh, either drafting or passing laws or regulations or anything like that. Not that it would yeah. be acceptable either way, but it's like, really? He's a. Re- if you don't like him, then you don't like him. Like, don't listen. Like, 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 not necessarily is he having direct impact on your life. Right. And so this is kind of what I was uh, alluding to a little bit earlier, earlier about... A lot of these these incidents um, just being tied to him being on the air and what he's talking about, you know. And like I said earlier, there's all kinds of beginning to be conspiracy theories about, well, is it government conspiracy related or is it, you know, members of the public more that just don't agree with what he's talking about, you know. And there's all kinds yeah. of huge tangents going down. Um about you know the the meaning behind this stuff but you know we're not that's not something we're gonna get into because it is 100 (laughs) percent speculation right and we're not about speculation (laughs) (laughs) no we've never speculated before ever Uh ever (laughs) um and lastly this announcement um came mere five months after the start of his most recent show midnight in the desert so for a short period of time he was um doing these at the same time he was the full-time host for midnight and desert while occasionally coasting coast to coast am awesome and this kind of goes along with while we talk about midnight in the desert how bell himself his mind was so radio oriented and content driven that even though he left coast to coast 
he still had something that he created and supported and grew, which is now Midnight in the Desert. So on July 20th, 2015, Bell returned with his new show, Midnight in the Desert. The show aired in the Internet Dark Matter Digital Network and on 45 stations as well, 20 of which signed on before the show even started. So just (laughs) because of Bell's name attached to it, they were like, we're going with it. You're on. So it actually aired from 9 p.m. to midnight. And uh, he also started transmitting uh, the shortwave radio on WTWW at 5.085 megahertz as well. So it was even on amateur radio as well as professional radio. Which is really which cool. Is kinda, it is really cool. Um, and, you know, I was just thinking as you are reading that, you know, all this stuff going on with Coast to Coast um, and the security problems with his family... And I just thought it was a little bit odd that he's still on the air and talking about these sort of things. And, you know, I mean, Midnight in the Desert, it didn't nec- it didn't go anywhere near as deep into the conspiracy stuff, you know, the, the secret space programs and the military experimentation and all that kind of stuff that uh, a lot of times Coast to Coast did with their guests. Um, I think... I don't know for sure because I believe uh, I don't I, I've never actually listened to Midnight in the Desert. It's not something I've gotten into, but I think they just they tend to stay more towards the paranormal, um, crypto zoology and that kind of stuff. Um, and so I think it kind of stays away from some of the stuff that was getting him into hot water um, with Coast to Coast. Oh, but it still seems okay. just kind of weird that you know his choice to leave Coast to Coast was because of you know the the things that were happening with his family but yet he's still kind of sorta in that in that game you know i just i don't know yeah no no i get it and, and i mean like even as a whole it says you know moving on with midnight in the desert like as a whole he really stepped away when that shooting um and trespassing his household became more prominent so it was like on december 11th um, he announced that he had permanently stepped down as host of midnight in the desert due to concerns with his family's safety um uh, you know multiple instances of shooting firearms near his property um, throughout the fall of 2015 and uh he would later step down to kind of focus on himself and his family more and so from there the show actually um continued to continued with the new host heather wade and shortly after art's um death uh dave schrader actually became the full-time host which he is currently continuing the um legacy of midnight in the desert so i mean we we love dave schrader um yeah i guess that's all i had to say yeah yeah i i I am interested in midnight in the desert because i do i have listened to dave schrader for um quite a while i remember him back on uh when he was broadcasting out of uh Minnesota. Well, I mean, he's still broadcasting out of Minnesota, but it's for Midnight in Desert. Him, he had his own show, uh, uh, Darkness Radio, um, out of Minnesota with uh, his co-host and producer Tim Dennis, um, and that's kind of where I learned um, about Dave, and I, I, I started listening fairly regularly, and then uh, he moved into uh, uh, exclusively into the podcast world. Him and uh, Tim. Um, and that's that's still continuing. Just a, it's it's a little bit more small scale now that Dave is pretty much his all the weekdays are taken up with Midnight in the Desert. Um, but Dave and Tim are still continuing uh, 
I actually just lost the name of the podcast. Beyond the Darkness? Beyond the Darkness, yes. <laughs> um, um, which is pretty cool. And so those guys are super busy, you know, with the podcast yeah. and the radio show. Um, but it was my understanding that uh, he ended up taking over after Heather Wade um, just because of... Uh, She's just because of her stepping down from Art Bell's in result of Art Bell's death. And I, okay, that probably didn't make a whole lot of sense. Obviously, she stepped down or else Dave Schrader would have taken over. But it was more or less <laughs> that she was uh, just uh, distraught and just didn't, just didn't, wasn't attached to the show anymore after the death of Art Bell. And I so see. they approached. They then had to approach Dave Schrader to continue on to the show. That makes a little bit more okay. sense. Yes, it does. I could I could follow <laughs> your your thought process that time. <laughs> that's good. Hopefully the okay. listeners could. Oh, that's all right. That they can listen to it a few times um, yeah. if you want to. Put it to in go slow mo. Pick it up. Put it. Oh yes. Put it in half, and then you can listen to Ben and I sound like we're either high and drunk, or just drunk, or a combination. It doesn't matter. Um, we're yeah. probably even more funny to listen to there. We're funnier to to listen through. That's there. actually a real thing. If you know, if you're on a device where you can slow down the podcast, like I know, on iPhones you can step it down. I think the lowest you can go is half speed. Yeah, it legitimately half, yeah. sounds like the hosts of the show are drunk, no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. It's really it is, really funny. It's amazing. Absolutely amazing. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Okay, so moving on, we could probably we could probably pick and choose some things throughout um, the reason why he passed away, and then move on to his honors. Yes, I agree. We should. Um, the honors are definitely. We don't want to. We don't want to dwell too long on his his death, as we do a lot of the times on this show. We want to <laughs> end on the good note. So Art Bell died on April thirteenth, two thousand eighteen, at age seventy two, um, in his home in Pahrump, Nevada. Um, and then just because of he, there was a lot of a lot of circumstances surrounding his death. I think his health hadn't been super great around this time. Um, he had recently been hospitalized for pneumonia, um, as well as he suffered from chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, um, COPD. For you know, if that rings a bell a little bit more than the actual name. Um, and so that definitely does not uh, help in uh-uh. the situation. Um, yeah, not at all. But ultimately, the coroner's report from his death um, actually uh, was it was ruled an accidental overdose from pretty much a cocktail of prescription drugs, his own prescriptions, stuff that he actually needed, but um, it was ruled an accidental overdose. And a lot of these things were... You know, they weren't the normal, um, uh, you know, Oxy or Vicodin or anything like that. I mean, there were there was a little bit of opiates and stuff in there. Most A lot of it stemming from the chronic back pain that he'd been going through for years. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and several of them more along the muscle relaxant uh, path, but... Uh, um, but it was basically just a combination of all of those as well as the COPD and hypertension as well, all just kind of mixed together um, 
you know, accidentally taken either too much of one thing or everything or just a bad combination of all of them. Um, yeah. Unfortunately led to his death. Yeah, it's sad. I mean, you know, you see that and it's it's just like a weird combination of whole so many things led to that. Mm-hmm. Um like if you think about it, I know I'm pretty sure like when Glenn Fry passed away, mm-hmm. it was just such an acute combination of things that led to his untimely death. You know, and and it's just like you know, it, you can even think of it as in just like stress on the body itself, like life stress, what happened in your past. Like I'm sure that doesn't help at all mm-hmm. combined with all that because the way your body reacts to just regular life changes a lot on how you on how it reacts to like things you put in it. And uh, yeah, it's just kind of sad to see how all those things can stack up, um, you know, and, and just kind of bring an end to, to somebody that has brought so much to the broadcast career. Right. And, and, you know, I I don't, I don't like thinking about this sort of thing and I don't like, you know, I I just don't want to think that that this could have been a possibility. Um, but there have been people talking on other shows about, you know, the potential for it to not necessarily have been an accident, but it to have been, uh, a successful attempt at suicide Uh. just because of things going on. I think Dave Schrader, uh, hit on a, a few points on that a while back, not in a, derogatory or degrading sense but he was just talking about it Um, yeah and i think he i don't know if he necessarily fully believes it but he was talking about it in the circumstances and you know all the stuff that would have been leading up to this in arbel's life Um, yeah and i hope it was not that because that's i mean that i hate you know to think that you know someone would do that and you know it's it's incredibly sad anyone anytime anyone um decides to go that route i agree I agree. It really is. All right. So All right, we're going to end us, up. Take us to a little bit brighter pasture here. All right. Here we go. <laughs> Off to the yellow brick road heading towards the end of the show. <laughs> His honors. Back in 1998, Art Bell was named the, as recipient of the Snuffed Candle Award by the Committee for Skeptical, Skeptical Inquiries Council for Media Integrity. The fact that this committee exists, I think, is amazing. Um, and they never really ever come up with really good names for these committees. It's the a snuffed mouthful. Candle, it's a mouthful. The Snuffed Candle Award by the Committee for Skeptical Skeptical Inquiries Council for Media Integrity. So Bell was recognized by the Council for Perpetuating Conspiracy Myths and Mystery Mongering. 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 Crap. I'm good at this. <laughs> I need to blow my nose. <laughs> So <laughs> when Bell learned <laughs> when Bell learned of the award, he replied, "A mind should not be so open that the brains fall out. However, however, it should not be so closed that whatever gray matter which does reside may not be reached. On behalf of those with the smallest remaining open aperture, 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 I accept with honor this award." I d- Maybe you should have taken this <laughs> well, point. I'm not trying to be a jerk on these, but the, the the couple words that I did correct were were key words that I wanted to make sure that were understood. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Normally I would You're let right. them go, but <laughs> mongering and aperture. Aperture. Mongering. Aperture. Mongering. Mongering. Yes. Mongering. Yes. No. Oh, there's no <laughs> O after the G, but yeah. All right, can you finish this up? I'm about to. Uh, I'm. I'm. I'm not doing too hot over here. <laughs> okay, I, I guess I can finish it. No, that's okay. 
Go ahead. <laughs> in August 2006, <laughs> Art was inducted into the Nevada Broadcast Broadcasters <laughs> Nevada <laughs> Broadcasters Association Hail of Fame. Uh, he did not attend the presentation. Um, on Hall, Mar- Hall, Hall, Hall of Fame. Oh, okay. On March 10th, 2007, Bell received a Lifetime Achievement Award from the trade publication Radio and Rec. <clears throat> Radio and Records in Los Angeles. Beautiful. That's kind of weird. Like, you'd think that he would have gotten more. I mean, like, obviously, these are amazing achievements, but you think he, he would have gotten more, like, up through the 90s and in through the 2000s. But I guess if you think about it, he did have to take a few breaks here and there and had a lot of troubling times. But, you know, I mean, seeing how fast and how influential Coast to Coast was, you would think. He would have get, gotten more rewards sooner, I guess. Yeah, and yeah, and a lot of the stuff. Well, you know, we talking about you know not having necessarily any more rewards after the fact. Like you said, he was kind of in and out. He wasn't a regular. You know, uh, how do I say it? He wasn't. He wasn't a full time host. Even he was. A, even when he was a full time host, he was. It seemed like he was in and out so much that I'm sure that. You know, any awards that he would have been, you know, considered for is just kind of always up in the air whether or not he was going to be the host or not. Oh, I um, see. <laughs> and, you know, who knows? Maybe a lot of that is accounted to uh, just the nature of the show. Because a lot of the stuff was, it wasn't really underground kind of stuff, but it wasn't mainstream at the same time. I see what you're saying. Like, it's not like Casey Kasem's Top 40. Right. You know, he the, the people who listened were really into it. And they knew all about it, but and if and if you didn't listen or you know someone wasn't interested in that sort of thing, they weren't in it at all. So it was kind of pretty extreme either side. It wasn't it wasn't the show that you just kind of half-heartedly tune into and listen and pass the time while you're driving to work or something like. It wasn't like a morning right. show or something like that where you listen pretty right. much every day, um, you know whether you're actually listening to it or not. Um, yeah, and so I think that probably has quite a bit to do with it—just the nature of the show, plus being at night. I well. agree. I agree. I mean, I mean, if you look at it, the award that he did win was the Snuff Candle Award by the Committee by of the Skeptical Inquiries on the Integrity of Media, or something like that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, like, that's that's—it's uh, almost an award that was made for Coast to Coast because that's exactly <laughs> what Coast to Coast is. Yeah, yeah, and then the other stuff. Uh, uh, induction into the Nevada Broadcasters Hall of Fame, um, achievement and that's award like, from that, the, that's just a given almost right, and uh, achievement award from the trade publication Radio and Records in Los Angeles. Those are pretty local uh, organizations. You yeah, know, neither of those were really on a national scale kind of things, especially Nevada. Um, yeah. You know, you know, Nevada. I mean, it's always been fairly big, especially in the broadcasting uh, world, um, especially in nighttime stuff. Because I know there's, I mean, even a lot of the uh, guest hosts for Coast to Coast and that so those sort of shows also live in Nevada or the area. So, I mean, that's kind of more suited towards Nevada, but it's still relatively local and kind of small time, you know, for an award. But yeah, very true, very true. 
Alright, so that's a wrap for the Art of Late Night Talk Round 2 here at Young Nostalgia. Thank you so much for joining us as we continue our journey through retro pop culture. As always, if you enjoy the show, please leave a kind review on Apple Podcasts. If you like us, give us five stars and please take a couple minutes just to write a kind review of what you like to hear on the show. We want to hear from you guys, our listeners. We want to hear from you. We are talking straight into your earbuds right now. We want to hear from you or your speakers. Email us or else. Right. <laughs> we really want to we want, really want to hear your input and your feedback. So if you have a question that you want to know about Ben and I, that you want us to talk over the show, or anything that we really love about retro pop culture or what kind of got us on to Young Nostalgia, give us an email at youngnostalgia2017 at gmail.com. We want all of your questions and inquiries in so we can uh, connect with you guys as well. And we love to hear from you. So uh, Nick, please give it. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just going to go a little bit farther. I was saying even if, and that goes along for show time. Topics. If there's something that you really want to hear, you're really, really burning to hear us talk about, <laughs> let us know, um, and we will do our absolute best to make that happen. I love it. Thank you so much for saying that, dude. I, that means a lot. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. So you can find us on our Facebook and Twitter pages. You'll find the banners on our Podbean page, youngnostalgia.podbean.com. you also see a rundown of our shows, as well as we're on iTunes, um, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, any way that you get your favorite podcasts out. Check us out. So without further ado, anything else, big guy? Nope. That was a super fun show. Well, the the last show was as well, you know, kind of a... Uh, unintentional two-parter, um, but it's always nice to be able to uh, give the attention where it's deserved on a specific to- on a topic such as this. Um, doesn't really warrant a single show, but I nonetheless, agree. it was a lot of fun. I think we talked about a lot of good stuff. I agree, man. Always a good time. Thanks so much, guys, and I hope you are back with us tomorrow. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm going off the rails. (laughs) As we always say here on Young Nostalgia, (laughs) keep the bottles empty and the ashtrays full. We'll see you next week.